1: Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 381
0: 3811. 877 381 3811. We had two irrelevant individuals testifying today. Utterly irrelevant. I mean, let's let's break this down. Let's make it nice and simple so even these goofball journalists can understand. And by the way, the list of good journalists is shrinking and shrinking by the day, from like four to maybe two. First of all, the Constitution says treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. And that language is interpreted not based on federal criminal statutes I would tell our former federal prosecutor friends it's based on english common law it's being on, based on parliament's experience our framers borrowed from the british not everything but that was their <coughs> excuse me that was their framework when you hear the word misdemeanor you figure okay great misdemeanor who cares There was no such crime as a misdemeanor at the time the uh, Constitution was adopted. It's high crimes or uh, misdemeanors. A misdemeanor, high crimes, that was considered a very grave act against the nation. When you hear people again cite Gerald Ford, they are moronic. Gerald Ford saying impeachment is whatever the House of Representatives say it is. That's not what the Constitution says. And yet that's where we are. We have a mob. And I want to blame these Republicans who voted for Trump in 2016, but in 2018 voted for Democrats. In these Trump districts or these Republican districts that went Democrat... You actually believed your candidate when they said they would vote against Nancy Pelosi for Speaker. Every damn one of them lied. And then they voted for this. I don't know how they'll position themselves voting for or against impeachment. Maybe they'll see if there's enough of a majority. I also want you to understand that the procedures used by Pelosi, Schiff, and the rest of the mob have absolutely no moorings no moorings in post, well, I should put it this way, in Western civilization. None. None. The right to confront your accuser, the accuser, was the so-called whistleblower. They're protecting the whistleblower. The right to To call your own witnesses, Adam Schiff decides who can testify. It's like having a prosecutor decide if you get to examine the key witness, whether you get to call your own witnesses. It's just absolutely incredible. Then we had the secret testimony beforehand for the Democrats to decide who they wanted to bring out publicly and who they didn't. We had a set-up situation here under their rules, 45 minutes at the front end for the Democrats. So basically the witnesses give their opening statements. The Democrat, Schiff, and his sidekick, the MSNBC analyst, have their time. You're really running it about an hour and a half. And then he calls a break and he runs out and he talks to the cameras. Utterly manipulated, the whole narrative. The whole narrative. And these suckers all buy it in the media and want it, want to buy it. The facts don't seem to matter either. There's no bribery as understood under English common law, period. There's no bribery even as understood under our federal criminal statutes. None. Now they're throwing around abuse of power. They're talking about four charges, three of which are bribery, abuse of power, including witness intimidation, contempt of Congress, oh yes, and obstruction of justice obstruction of justice and everyone knows they're going to get what they want because they have a majority this isn't about a legitimate procedure they have a majority this is mob rule this is exactly what was feared by the framers which is why they set up this this trial system what do we learn today nothing but the bottom line is, what have we learned throughout this process? Despite Schiff and the Democrats controlling the process, controlling the witnesses, limiting the ability to cross-examine them, the president's lawyer having no rights whatsoever, and the Republicans having no ability to call witnesses that they wanted to call. I noticed the media, by the way, talk about uh, the effects of this testimony And they leave out the fact that it's incomplete because the Republicans couldn't call who they wanted to call. But it does not matter to them. What did we learn, really? Well, we learned a couple of salient things. That not a single witness, and many of them weren't witnesses to anything, but we'll play the game. Not a single witness felt that the president committed any of those elements of impeachment. Not one. Even those most friendly to the Democrats and hostile to Trump. Not one. Not one. Not one of them. Had met with the president other than Sondland. Only he met with the president. The others never even had a conversation with the president. They never exchanged niceties, emails, text, nothing. 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 In the case of Sondland, he had three relevant meetings and or discussions with the President of the United States, and he says Biden's name never came up, tying military aid to meeting with the President of Ukraine or, or announcing an investigation or conducting an investigation by Ukraine, never came up. Which underscores what Senator Ron Johnson has said in his meetings and phone calls with the president. He said the same thing. It never came up. Now, what if it did come up? Oh, he'd be interfering with an election. I'm, I'm confused. What are they talking about? This entire impeachment process is about the election. Among the witnesses who could not be called, of course, the phony whistleblower, Hunter Biden, and chalupa. Now, chalupa is not a dessert that you get at Costco. Chalupa is a Ukrainian-American who worked with, as a consultant, the DNC, the Hillary campaign, our State Department, and the Obama administration generally. They wouldn't allow her to be called as a witness either because of her role in 2016. Now, let's talk about 2016. It's dismissed as a conspiracy theory. Well, we all know the Russians interfered in the election, really, to help Hillary. But they interfered in the election. They didn't affect the outcome, which is what the Democrats claim. They're the conspiracy nuts. But another country interfered in the election. According to the New York Times, according to Politico, according to The Hill, according to The Nation, according to numerous publications, and that's Ukraine. The corrupt government of Ukraine. They didn't want Trump elected. They wanted Hillary elected. And the facts and evidence related to that are overwhelming. They're indisputable. Which is why the president said to the new president of Ukraine, I want you to do me a favor and look into the 2016 election. The Democrats usually leave off the rest. They want you to think he said, I want you to do me a favor and investigate the Bidens. That's not what he said. Okay? And yet, why shouldn't the Bidens be investigated? Trump was investigated. His family was investigated. They're still being investigated. There's subpoenas all over the place. And not by objective entities out there, by Democrats in Congress. President of the United States did not commit an impeachable offense. Not even close. President of the United States didn't do anything wrong. I notice a lot of conservative, pseudo conservative, pseudo Trump supporters, I love when they say, you know, I, I wouldn't have said that. I'm not, I don't think it was right. It was not. A, but it's not impeachable. You know, Robert Mueller, in his long investigation that the Democrats insisted on, They spoke with 13 different countries, according to the report, in order to get evidence or information or data, because you can't get it without their help. You can't get it without their help. It's also interesting that when Trump spoke about 2016 and even mentioned the Bidens, he also talked about the attorney general. Let the attorney general know. That's kind of a strange way to try to commit a crime or even an unethical act when you keep telling the other president, work with my attorney general. The Democrats keep bringing up Rudy Giuliani, but he said, also, work with my Attorney General. And as for Rudy Giuliani, I don't know what Rudy Giuliani did or didn't do. I know he's been smeared. I don't know Rudy Giuliani. I met him in passing once, many years ago. But I know he's been smeared, relentlessly. He's a boogeyman, because he went around the State Department Bureaucracy. A lot of private envoys of uh, presidents have gone around the bureaucracy. Starting with George Washington, as I pointed out some time ago. And yet the media say this is unbelievable. It's very important. It's abuse of power. But they say it all the time. Whether it's the campaign finance laws, in Michael Cohen's case, they were saying it then, and the non-disclosure agreements, whether it's Russia... One bombshell after another, they claimed. Whether it's this. And they're always sitting on the edge of their chairs for Mueller or whatever it is. It's a joke. I'll be right back.
1: Levin.
0: At the bottom of the hour, we're going to have a uh, special guest, Alan Dershowitz, who's never been on this program, I don't think, because of uh, really two things that have happened. He and I, I think, are in a great position to discuss it. Not only this, whatever you call this, that's taking place in the United States, but now the indictments against uh, the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. And I believe he and I agree on both of these, the injustice of both of them. And uh, he and I don't agree on everything, but it's okay if we agree on, on, on the, these key things in terms of interpreting the Constitution and the rule of law. Um, so I wanted you to hear from him as well, and uh, on both of these topics. Now, from my perspective, uh, I look at our country, and I look at that country in Israel, and I think to myself, wow, cratering from within. Same forces, pretty much. Different systems, but same forces. Media. Investigators. It's really quite appalling. I don't really know what the president did. That, Despite all the propaganda that leads to an impeachable offense, it's so, it's so bizarre. The Democrats try and put the worst spin on everything. They bring in people who aren't even really witnesses to anything. Disgruntled former State Department officials, current disgruntled State Department officials. When they tell me they've been there 33 years or 28 years through four presidents, I go, okay, that's why you're angry. Why? Because Trump's not like any former Republican or Democrat president. And he doesn't write checks immediately. And yet he did write checks to Ukraine three times. And Obama wouldn't write any. And I just want you to know, even though today's Thursday, on Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Life, Liberty, and Levin, I'm going solo. I'm going to pull all of this together. All of it together. From soup to nuts. I'm going to pull it all together. The Constitution. The testimony. The rules. The whistleblower. Who's been funding Ukraine? Who hasn't? You have this woman, Fiona Hill, who testified. I found her obnoxious. I believe one news anchor said that her accent and her voice were quite compelling, Mr. Producer. You know, the British accent? So you know what my my wife says to me? Well, then that news anchor would love Monty Python. This is the kind of stupid analysis we get or news reporting we get. Another newsman says, we well, can understand why Ukraine was upset because when it came to Crimea and the annexation of it by, by the Russians, Trump wasn't exactly forceful if he would challenge that. So they threw in with Hillary Clinton. Oh, I see. So that would justify Ukrainian interference in our elections. The Ukrainians interfered in our elections. The Russians interfered in our elections. And Obama did nothing effective to stop either. As a matter of fact, he, his party, his candidate worked with the Ukrainians. That's the point. And when it comes to Russia, well, they helped put that dossier together, not against Hillary, but against Trump. And in terms of interfering with elections, that would be Obama's. Obama's trade, as he interfered with the election of Netanyahu, and he won anyway. You should talk about interfering in elections and who's interfering in elections. That party has its fingerprints and DNA on everything. But they don't like the phone call, you see. And the so-called whistleblower prepared a complaint, all by himself, that laid out the case that you've been hearing for weeks. Isn't that fascinating? The whistleblower so-called his complaint. That's the complaint. That's the guidelines that's been used throughout this. You want to know why? Because he didn't write it. He got assistance from Schiff's staff. Two NSC advisors are on Schiff's staff. He got assistance from his lawyers, including Zaid, who wanted Trump removed. And, of course, we don't hear from him anymore. And they got assistance from Schiff. Everybody knows Schiff was involved. I'll be right back. Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice, a series of choices guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism in the context of ever-changing circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com.
1: listening to Denali, the Great One. The
0: Great One. And you can call in now, 877-381-3811. Professor Alan Dershowitz, how are you, sir? Are you there, sir? I don't hear Professor Alan Dershowitz. Let's do a silent prayer, shall we? A, a... We'll get him back. All right. He's on a cell phone. We tried to get him on a hard line. I'm going to, uh, when I go on Hannity's show tonight, I'm going to begin a debate. I should say a demand about how the Senate will conduct itself since they've already decided. Uh, The great Joseph Story himself, Lindsey Graham, has announced that they will not dismiss the charges. All right. Professor, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm racking my brain. I mean, we've met in passing, but I don't think we've ever had a real discussion, have we? Well, let's have one now. All right. Let's have one now, two issues. Let's have one now about uh, this impeachment inquiry as a general matter. What do you make of all this?
2: There's no crime. There's no impeachable offense. Congress is not above the law. They can't make it up as they go along. If you take everything the Democrats have alleged and you take the worst case, there's just no crime there. There's no bribery. There's no treason. There's no high crimes, no misdemeanors. It may be you can argue an abuse of the foreign policy power. Previous presidents have abused their foreign policy power. Many presidents have used foreign policy to their partisan political advantage to help them get elected or reelected. There's no statute that says a president can't do that. Congress just can't make it up. They're not above
0: the law. They keep talking about uh, the rule of law while they're abusing it, as you point out. Um, Can Congress abuse the law? Yes, and it's doing it. Look, look, I grew up in McCarthyism when we had hearings all the
2: time, and the hearings were an abuse of law. And finally the courts uh, intruded and said, you're abusing your power, Congress. That's why we have a system of checks and balances. Congress is not above the law, and neither is the president, and neither is the judiciary. They all serve to check each other. That's the beauty of our system.
0: I think we've had something like I have to go back and check, eighteen give or take, impeachments, most of them have been judges, eight convictions, no president's ever been convicted of the two who were impeached. And I went back and looked. I have never seen a process like this apply to any judge or any president ever. No This it's is never a disaster. Happened.
2: It's never happened before. And I have to tell you, um, I do think that if Hillary Clinton had been elected, there's a good likelihood the Republicans would have been doing much the same thing. In fact, I started writing my book, which is now called Case Against Impeaching Trump. The original title was The Case Against Impeaching Hillary Clinton, because Republicans announced that if she got elected, they would start impeachment proceedings against her the day that she got elected. I think both sides have misused the power of impeachment, have weaponized impeachment for partisan political purposes. I'm a liberal Democrat, and I'm on the side of Donald Trump on this issue, not because I'm going to vote for him or not because I voted for him. I didn't. I voted for Hillary Clinton, because I believe in the Constitution more than I believe in partisan politics.
0: I find it interesting. These former federal prosecutors, quite frankly, don't know a damn thing about the Constitution of impeachment. I'm just giving you my... I get sick of hearing them lecturing everybody. Anyway, no, that's... You're, wrong. you're just yeah.
2: dead wrong about that. They yeah. do know. They're just not telling the truth. <laughs> these very people on television, if Hillary Clinton were the president and were being impeached, would be making exactly, exactly the opposite arguments. Let me give you an example yeah. from a colleague of mine who's a friend, Larry Tribe, uh, when bill clinton was in office he did research and came to the conclusion as a constitutional scholar that a sitting president could not be prosecuted or indicted or charged with a crime that was his constitutional conclusion for bill clinton trump gets elected and suddenly the constitutional law changes and larry my friend is woke and realizes (laughs) he was wrong back then and now says gee what a mistake i made yes a sitting president can be indicted a sitting president can be prosecuted and sent to prison uh i think many of the people you see on television lecturing us they know they're just partisan political operatives or spokespeople who just make the law come out the way they want it to i've become very unpopular among my liberal friends because i'm telling it the way i've always told it i took the same view when when richard nixon was being impeached i was on the national board of the aclu i wanted him impeached but i wanted it to be done by the rule of law. And I asked the ACLU to come and become involved and make sure that every single application of the law was properly made. And I would do that no matter who the president was.
0: Well, because you the know, Constitution the Constitution is so important. There was a junior lawyer advising that committee. I know. Her name was Hillary Clinton. And she was very aggressive, according yeah. to some people. In fact, she wanted to break the rules. She didn't want witnesses to have lawyers, apparently. <laughs>
2: You know, I knew her a little bit um, uh, back then. I knew her much better after she got elected, um, or didn't get elected, but first lady. And um, you know, I don't. I don't think I haven't heard her on this issue of whether, of whether or not she thinks Trump should be impeached. I haven't heard Bill Clinton. Uh, it's interesting that Bill Clinton, who was impeached, uh, I suspect would have some very questionable views about how his fellow Democrats are misusing the impeachment process.
0: Let me ask you about this. Have you read the whistleblower statute? Of course, I, yeah. I cannot find how this person gets anonymity, period. I mean, I can understand it in the, in the context of an, of an inspector general, and there's two exceptions, but we're not talking about an inspector general We're two exceptions. We're talking about impeachment proceedings. We're talking about public hearings. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, The idea that this accuser can't be confronted. I mean, the the Senate's going to have to fix this, aren't they?
2: Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. And, you know, that's why we have a chief justice presiding at the impeachment, at the removal trial of a president. And I think if I were Trump's lawyer at the Senate hearings, I'm not. But if I were, I would make a list of witnesses. And among the witnesses would be the whistleblower. I would also seek to dismiss the impeachment on the ground that it doesn't charge an impeachable offense Mm -hmm. and try to judicialize a little bit. This is not just a political process. People misquote Hamilton on that. He said the criteria are political in that he meant high crimes and misdemeanors mean crimes against the government, political. But he said it should never be used for partisan purposes. He said in Federalist 65 there would be an abuse of the impeachment if you just impeached somebody because you had more votes than the other side, which is exactly what's happened.
0: Well, we certainly agree on this. I've been saying the same thing. As, as, as people yeah. quote Gerald Ford, and I said, What the hell are you quoting Gerald Ford,
2: for? Look, I, this is an international uh, issue. Uh, Bibi Netanyahu got indicted today for a non crime. Uh, and I've just written. Tell it everybody today, what scary. he
0: got indicted for.
2: Well, it's he wanted good coverage from the media, or he wanted to end bad coverage from the media. And the media asked him to help them, and he'll help him. Scratch your back, I'll scratch mine. Boy, that sounds really unique in politics, in every mm-hmm. democracy. The first person you hire if you're elected to government is you hire your press secretary to make sure that your votes are rewarded by good press coverage. And suddenly in Israel, that's become a crime. And, you know, I, I, it, it invoc- one of the reasons I'm so sensitive about this involves me. I just wrote a new book called Guilt by Accusation in which, you know, I have proved totally and completely and categorically my complete innocence, got an Mm -hmm. admission from the lawyer of the other side, got uh, emails from the woman who accused me saying she never met me. People still believe it, because today if there's an accusation, you're guilty. If Trump's accused of bribery, he's guilty. If Netanyahu's accused of bribery, he's guilty. If Dershowitz is accused of abusing somebody, he must be guilty, even though he never met her. And that's why I wrote my book, because if it could happen to me... It can happen to you. It's happening to President Trump. It's happening to uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu. And I think our civil liberties are really at risk in this country. Due process is something the left doesn't care about as long as they get their person. Freedom of speech is something they don't care about. People are saying that President Trump uh, committed an impeachable offense by intimidating a witness. All he did is express his views that she was a lousy ambassador. I don't think she was a lousy ambassador, but He has a right to say that. The idea that we would criminalize the expression of political views by a president, where's the ACLU? They should be jumping all over this thing, and they're not.
0: Don't you think part of the problem is with the press? They don't cover these things properly, and they take sides, and they become cheerleaders and celebrate. I'll mean, i I,
2: give you a a perfect example. Um, I have a long, long chapter in my book about how the press will not print anything negative about any accuser. As long as they've made an accusation, I gave the Miami Herald, and I have it in the book. I have the email I sent them, a three-page email documenting every lie this woman who accused me had told, falsely accusing Al Gore, Tipa Gore, Bill Clinton, lying about her age over and over again. They never printed a word of it, and they never will, and they fault. People, if they do print anything negative, when you have a movement like Me Too, you know, and Eric Hoffer once said, every cause starts as a movement, then it becomes a business and ultimately Mm -hmm. a racket. And what we're seeing is Me Too becoming a racket as exploitive women uh, who never met these men, including me, are trying to get money. And we have to stop this, and we have to stop the media. We have to at least expose the media for its one-sided reporting on this. Media is afraid to tell the other side of the story.
0: What's the book's name again? And you have a book signing in 15 minutes. Tell us where that
2: is. <laughs> I do. Uh, I have a book signing in New Jersey, but the book's name it's supposed to be on C-SPAN. But the book's name is Guilt by Accusation, the Challenge of Proving Innocence in the Age of Me Too. And it's now the number one bestseller on Amazon.com for law books, for feminist books, for e- ethics books. So it's Well, when to you're done here, you won't, have to, you,
0: you won't have to categorize them. Uh, yeah, your, your book yeah. will be doing very well. Uh, so it's so. Guilt by Accusation. Accusation,
2: yeah. And you can get it on Amazon or Barnes or & Noble. And please read it because it could happen to you. It could happen to your son. It could happen to your nephew. If, if I could be falsely accused and I have the resources to fight back, uh, imagine what would happen if somebody else who didn't have the resources, the access to the media, the financial background to fight back. An accusation can become just Lethal. People have committed suicide based mm-hmm. on uh, false accusations. It is very, very dangerous.
0: Well, this this audience is filled with civil libertarians, not necessarily They're, liberal. That no, is politically, liberal. but civil libertarians when it comes to the Constitution.
2: Well, I cre- appreciate that, and I have more in common with uh, civil libertarians who are conservatives than I do with leftists who ignore or, or uh, just oppose civil liberties. You know, the word liberal is misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I'm a liberal. It doesn't mean I'm a leftist. I'm not a leftist. I'm a liberal in the sense that I'm a civil libertarian and believe in open dialogue and free speech and due process and all of those things. So I think there's more today in common between centrist liberals, centrist conservatives, than there is between people like me, a centrist liberal, and extremists on the left, people like Bernie Sanders, who I could never vote for in a million years. So mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, we're seeing that that movement on college campuses today, where conservatives and liberals are getting together to oppose the radicals and the people on both sides' extremes.
0: Very well put. I would just amend it to say liberals and constitutional conservatives. That's just my. I agree opinion. with that.
2: No, I think it's a good term. Or constitutional liberals. It's the same thing.
0: That's actually yeah. very interesting. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right, yeah. professor. Have oh, a good a signing. Pleasure. You too. Thank you. Good luck. The book is. Guilt by accusation. He's been very brave. He really has. Don't you agree, mister Producer? That's why I want to talk to him. Because he's really being pushed out by the left and so forth and so on. I want to encourage him to keep it up. And no, sometimes he'll infuriate you and so that's the way it is. I got it. Guilt by accusation. We have it linked to on Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter, Amazon.com. I'll bet it's a great book. Look how he's standing up to the Me Too movement, Mr. Producer. The guy has guts. You have to admit that, right? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Enprimis absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right, you can subscribe to Enprimis for free. Here's what I want you to do I want you to visit inprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Enprimis, I M P R I M I S, dot Hillsdale.edu. Welcome to Hillsdale. Now, I've been saying from the earliest that the president's lawyer should seek to dismiss this case. Did I not, Mr. Producer? And that the Senate should not give its imprimatur to what the House of Representatives has done. It has violated the Constitution. It has not complied with its... With its demands. And that this president has been singled out like no other president. In fact, like no other civil officers the Constitution calls them. When it comes to this impeachment process. Now if that fails, I've I've taken notes for myself here. I get up in the middle of the night and I take these notes. Yes, the president should and will, I'm sure, provide a list of witnesses. And they should start with the so-called whistleblower. And if there's a single Republican that says we need to protect the whistleblower under the whistleblower statute, the whistleblower statute does not protect this person, certainly not under these circumstances, and that would be outrageous. If this is to be a trial, the president must be able to confront his accuser. But even more, we the people have a right to know everything there is to know about this accuser. And if the Senate Republicans do this properly... And they need a very serious person leading the way, and I'm not sure it's Lindsey Graham. I'm just being perfectly honest with you. This whole thing can blow up in the Democrats' face. Because if the whistleblower, Eric, what is his name again? Damn it, I can't remember. Charamella. Eric Charamella. That's the alleged whistleblower. Again, he's free to come on this program, as is his lawyers, to defend him if it's not him. Certainly would apologize. But according to very serious and reliable reports, it's Eric Ciaramella. CIA operative, Democrat, partisan with Biden and Brennan and all the rest. All the DNA is right there. He needs to be called. America has a right to know who wrote the complaint, with whom he met, with whom he spoke. Moreover, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, they keep saying you can't question Vinman attacking, attacking an officer like Lieutenant Colonel Vindman. Since one is trying to get answers attacking an officer. I just saw the President pardon three great heroes who were attacked by the military justice system. The Democrats are very selective in who they defend and who they promote. Not one of them has come to the defense of Lieutenant Colonel, uh, excuse me, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Not a one. And they won't. They despise him. And so Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, Alexander Vindman, we would want to know with whom he spoke. Because it's pretty apparent to me, again, I don't know, and Mr. Vindman's free to come on this program. I'm not covered by any uh, Adam Schiff uh, gag rule. Uh, if he spoke to the so-called whistleblower and to whom else he spoke because if he did I think we can all agree that's not the act of a hero that's the act of a slimeball because he has no right to do that and there are also laws in place including the Espionage Act and I have no idea if this so-called whistleblower had a right to have information leaked to him from a presidential phone call that is supposed to be classified Right, Mr. Vinman? More when I return.
3: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
1: He's here. He's here.
0: Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 381 3811 don't forget 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, I will be on Hannity tonight discussing these things and more, uh, Adam Schiff uh, spent an awful lot of time with opening statements, closing statements, his worst closing statement was today, It's a sanctimonious bastard, that's what he is. And one of the last things he said is that the President of the United States was withholding aid from a nation, Ukraine, that desperately needed it as it was facing down the Russians. You don't do that to an ally. Uh, The Ukrainians got their aid in 55 days. They don't have a God-given right to American tax dollars, and the President has every right to take a look at what he wants to do. But what Adam Schiff didn't say and never says is that despite requests from the State Department, the Defense Department, the intelligence agencies, and a bipartisan group of members of Congress that Barack Obama provide offensive military armaments to Ukraine in real time because they were invaded on Obama's watch by the Russians. Crimea was annexed on Obama's watch by the Russians. None of that's happened under Trump. Obama wouldn't spend one penny. Not one penny on offensive military armaments. Not a penny. So how is it that Adam Schiff can sit there in phony outrage, accuse the president of the United States that's given him hundreds of millions in 2017, hundreds of millions in 2018, and almost half a billion in 2019, with a 55-day waiting period because he was concerned about the election of the new president and he wanted to make sure he was a true reformer? And that is unconscionable. That is appalling. So the matter likely moves to the Senate. Will the Republicans blow it? Or will they handle it properly? It's a 50-50 event, isn't it? So the President's lawyers, as I've been saying for a while now, on Life, Liberty, and Levin... Robert Ray said it as well, former independent counsel, should move to dismiss the charges and lay out the overwhelming case against what the Democrats, Pelosi, Schiff, and so forth have done, their abuse of power, their Star Chamber, that this president has been treated like no other impeached official in American history, Nixon, Clinton, or any federal judge. None. Conversely, The president's lawyers should provide a list of witnesses. They will. That's the way it works. But at the top of the list must be the so-called whistleblower. The president must finally have the ability, his lawyers, to confront his accuser. Even more, we the people, this is our government, they seek to remove our president. We have a right to know all about this individual, as I've been saying from day one. Who was involved in writing the complaint? Who advised him to use the whistleblower statute? Did he speak to Adam Schiff or Nancy Pelosi or any members of Congress directly or through surrogates? What did he discuss with Schiff's staff and with whom? And the list goes on and on. And did he talk with Lieutenant Colonel Vindman or not? The second witness that you watch is Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham look, Lindsey Graham talks tough. But I've yet to see much out of this guy. Have you, Mr. Producer? I really, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, he's the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. I just don't see anything happening. Maybe it's McConnell holding them back because he's another doofus, may I say, with all due respect. But Adam Schiff is a material witness. And you have a material witness as the Chief Prosecutor of the President of the United States. Who's the point man for all this? Now, Adam Schiff says he wants the President's phone logs and emails and text messages. What about the whistleblower's phone logs, emails, and text messages? What about him? Or, what about Adam Schiff's? Material witness. So there's a lot of uh, witnesses the president might call. And I want you to think very, very seriously about it, not goofy ideas, very seriously. What witness would you call? If you had a chance, if we have a full board, let's clear out two slots there. What witness would you call? I'm quite serious. Now, they have to be related to what took place. They can't say, you know what, I, I, I think uh, you know Bernie Sanders should be, that, that's not what we're talking about. What witness would you call? And the Democrats, this moves now to the Judiciary Committee, but they're, they're very excited. They're, they're celebrating. They feel they have 98% of the media on their side, and they do. They got away with this uh, Star Chamber stuff. Process, I think we call it. Oh, the process. So what witness would you call? I've had a few others, too. But I'm curious to know what you think. That this is all quite problematic. Here's what Nancy Pelosi had to say. Mr. Producer, go.
3: In the sense that both sides are dug in. And impeachment has sort of taken on the tenor of being just like any other partisan dispute, and so I haven't
4: subscribed
5: to that. So I, I can't even answer a question but well, well, predicated there's, there's, there's
3: on that. It's not about, there's not bipartisan support.
5: Well, broadly. if the Republicans are in denial about the facts, if the Republicans do not want to honor their oath of office, then I, I don't think that this should, should be. We should be characterized as partisan in any way. There because- you go,
0: folks. They're not partisan. It's the Republicans who are immoral and unmoored. This is what happens uh, when you're an ideologue. This is a woman who helped destroy her city, helped destroy her state, and now she wants to destroy the country. She's poison. That's what she is. Poison. Do you hear the top of the news, Mr. Producer, our network news about praising Fiona Hill and her great testimony? It's so awful, these people. And you could see if the shoe were on, on the other foot. This woman wrote an op-ed. And I want to thank Joel Pollock at Breitbart. He's the one that put it out there. And all these cable shows and all the rest that were using it, you ought to salute the guy. He did the research, but they can't, and they won't. They act like they did. They don't know a damn thing. Pollock did it. And she writes this op-ed in 2015, and now you know, thanks to him, and I linked to it myself, Against aid for Ukraine. I mean, you can't write this stuff. Against aid for Ukraine. She was against it. Obama was against it. Trump was skeptical, but he wound up giving it for three years in a row. But it's Trump who's hurting our allies. It's Trump who's laying down for the Russians. Right? But we had Fiona Hill. She's a Russia expert. Boy, is she tough. Except when it came to Russia invading Ukraine, then she was an appeaser. And I might add another thing. Tim Morrison. Tim Morrison is the guy who was selected by John Bolton to be a deputy. Not Fiona Hill. Fiona Hill was a holdover by this guy McMaster. Wasn't a Bolton person, and yet she spoke for Bolton. Most of these Democrat witnesses really have something off, all of them, and they praise them and praise them and praise them, and we get to hear their backgrounds. She's an immigrant. Oh, wow. Then I guess we have to believe her. Vinman's a lieutenant colonel. Oh, wow. I guess we have to believe him. Yovanovitch served 33 years in the state. Oh, wow. I guess we have to believe her. Is that the way they treat our witnesses? Is that the way they treat Brett Kavanaugh, it Was 15 years, spotless character and personal record on the Court of Appeals in D.C.? Is that what they said? Wow, you have to honor him. Look, he wears a black robe. Now they, wow, that guy's a rapist. Anyway, he's a drunk. He's a serial rapist. Every weekend in high school, he was the raping leader. That guy's a gang rapist, did I tell you? Raping girls on boats, raping them on the week. This guy, it, do they treat our people with respect? And now we're being told that the real test of whether Trump has a problem is a guy by the name of Will Hurd. What? Will Hurd is a congressman from Texas. He's retiring because he can't get reelected. It's a very, very marginal district, and he barely won. And so he's, he, he plays it pretty soft. He seems like a very nice man, former CIA. And he concluded that the call was wrong. The call was wrong. We don't want presidents making calls like that, but it doesn't meet the level of impeachment. The call was wrong. I don't, I'm sorry, folks. I don't think the call was wrong. Whether you would have said the things the president said or not, he said them, and they're not wrong. Please make sure you watch Life, Liberty, and Levin. I can't go through it all now on Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm going to get through all this. I'm going to be like... I don't know. I just want to be comprehensive about it. And I don't think you've ever seen anything like this on Fox. Certainly not on Life, Liberty, and Levin. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. So I've been watching these riots around the country. I'm absolutely sickened. I'm sure most of you are. You know, John Locke once said, law is not to abolish or restrain, but to preserve and enlarge freedom. Where there's no law, there's no freedom. You want to let rioters burn down your cities? There goes your freedom. You want to get rid of cops? There goes your freedom. You want to elect Joe Biden? There goes your freedom. As you've heard me say many times, I have a liberty agenda. And at Levin TV, which airs on Blaze TV... You can watch this come to life with our conservative, pro American content that reveres our Constitution and champions our individual freedoms. This is what we do each and every day. And there's never been a better time to check us out. Just go to levintv.com, L E V I N TV.com, and sign up today for a free 30 day trial. That's right, we're going to give you a full month of Levin TV and all the other great shows on Blaze TV at no cost to you but only if you subscribe right now at LevinTV.com. Breaking story at CNN. Oh yes, and I'll explain why it's likely CNN in a moment. FBI official under investigation after allegedly altering document in 2016 Russia probe. Now you know why Schiff and the Democrats are in a hurry to get in front of what's going to be an explosive two stories. The Inspector General and the Durham investigation. An FBI official is under criminal investigation after allegedly altering a document related to the 2016 surveillance of a Trump campaign advisor. Several people briefed on the matter, told CNN, the possibility of a substantive change to an investigative document is likely to fuel accusations from President Trump's and his allies. See, that's the second paragraph. Telling you what Trump and his allies will do. This is why it's leaked to CNN. Because it's going to get out, they leak it to a friendly news outlet in order to try and take the edge off of it. That's exactly, I'm just telling you how it works. If you read Unfreedom of the Press, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The possibility of a substantive change to an investigative document is likely to fuel accusations from President Trump and his allies. That the FBI committed wrongdoing its investigation of connections between the Russian election meddling and the Trump campaign. Well, there was no connection. I read them all. There are no connections. The finding is expected to be part of Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz's review of the FBI's effort to obtain warrants under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act on Carter Page, a former Trump campaign aide. Horowitz will release the report next month. I think he should take his time, don't you, Mr. Producer? Horowitz turned over evidence on the allegedly altered document to John Durham the federal prosecutor, appointed earlier this year by Attorney General William Barr to conduct a broad investigation of intelligence gathered for the Russia probe by the CIA and other agencies, including the FBI. The altered document is also at least one focus of Dorm's criminal investigation. It's unknown how significant a role the altered document played in the FBI's investigation of Page, and whether the FISA warrant would have been, Now, that's interesting. How did Page's name? Oh, Carter Page. I thought they were thinking of another Page. All right, keep going. And whether the FISA warrant would have been approved without the document. The alterations were significant enough to have shifted the document's meaning and came up during a part of Horowitz's FISA review where details were classified according to the sources. Some witnesses who have been interviewed in the Horowitz investigation have said they expect the inspector general to find mistakes in the FBI's handling of the FISA process, but that those mistakes do not undermine the premise for the FBI's investigation. American intelligence agencies and the Justice Department have not swayed from their finding that they're... Okay, now we get into, you know, the BSBS here. Let's see what else. He's expected to release his report on December 9, testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee two days later. All right, that's pretty much the meat of it so far. So a document was altered. It was altered significantly enough that it has led to a criminal investigation of somebody at the FBI. And the document related to a FISA warrant. Now that's not small potatoes, is it? Have they found anything like this in the Trump impeachment inquiry? Nothing. Nothing. And yet look at this. Somebody altered a document. Now, the American people can understand that. You know what altering a document is? That's called altering evidence. In order to get a warrant. So, somebody should be held in criminal contempt of court. You know, I've said from the beginning, too, a lot of things. Where the hell are these FISA judges? They have the ability to call an evidentiary hearing to determine whether or not contempt was committed in their court, And they ought to be defending the judicial system, but not one of them has. So this will be very fascinating, and we, of course, will be on top of it. It's amazing. You got violations of the Espionage Act. You got all kinds of stuff going on here, but Trump, they're going to impeach Trump for what? Well, Mark, we had a witness today who overheard a phone call. Gives a damn. Trump didn't give a damn about the Ukraine. He gave a lot more money than Obama ever did, so seemed to give enough of a damn. Well, Fiona Hill, you know, she said that all this talk about 2016 and Ukrainian involvement, which happens to appear in the New York Times, The Nation, 10 other newspapers in great detail, that's just a Russian front, as if the Russians can't interfere and the Ukrainians interfere, both to help Hillary rotten Clinton. But Fiona Hill didn't mention in her testimony, she had to be asked, about her 2015 op-ed that our buddy Joel Pollack uncovered and wrote about in Breitbart that she opposed aid to Ukraine before she supported it. In other words, she's a joke. May I say she's a joke? I, I know she's an immigrant. I know she has an accent. I'm sorry. May I say that? No. Can't say that. Lieutenant Colonel Vindman was cut off before he was about to reveal the second person outside of his chain of command with whom he shared information about the phone call, somebody in the intelligence services. He was cut off in mid-sentence by the Democrat Schiff. Cut off in mid-sentence. They say they're concerned about bribery, abuse of power, contempt of Congress, obstruction of justice. Now, what's interesting about abuse of power, contempt of Congress, obstruction of justice, these are very, very broad arguments where they're going to hope to fill it in with all their little, we subpoenaed this, and they said no, subpoenaed this, and they said no. But I'll tell you what's interesting. Almost every witness that's been before this committee is a witness who's been in the administration or is in the administration. That's some obstruction. But you know what, folks? You don't need documents. You don't need text messages, emails, phone logs. You don't need any of those things to recollect if the president committed an offense. And every witness, every person who wasn't even a witness technically, said that he had not. That's the headline. That should be the headline. I'll be right back. Do you know what we do at Levin TV on the Blaze TV Network? Well, we give you intelligent content you won't see anywhere else.
1: call him now at
0: You know, cyber thieves, well, they're stealing American homes. Guess where your home's legal title and mortgage documents are kept? Online, wide and open for the whole world to see. Your signature, everything thieves need to take over ownership of your home in the cover of dark, easily available online. Thieves just simply forge your name off the title, then they refile the deed so it appears you sold it. Then they go to unscrupulous lenders and borrow money using your home's equity. Then they disappear and stick you with the payments. So you're paying for the money you've lost, that they've stolen. You'll never catch up. Banks, insurance, and identity theft programs do not protect your home. Home Title Lock does. Home Title Lock puts a virtual firewall around your home's title and mortgage. And they monitor the black market to see if your home is for sale. Your home's equity is your retirement, your emergency fund. Let me help protect it with 60 risk-free days of Home Title Lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, enter your address to see if you're already a victim. And if not, you'll get the 60 risk-free days anyway. Defend yourself at home. That's HomeTitleLock.com. HometitleLock.com, HometitleLock.com. Let us go to Moises, North Bergen, New Jersey, the great WABC. How are you?
3: I'm doing outstanding, Marcus. Great to talk to you again, my friend.
0: And you too, brother.
3: Yes, sir. So now you were talking about witnesses earlier because I fully expect this to go to the Senate. And the way the Senate should be framing this impeachment trial should not be of the President Trump, but of the Democratic Party. So what needs to happen is that these senators need to explain the state of mind of the president. And the very first witness should be Hunter Biden, followed by every single witness that could expose the scandal and cover up of every single Like, dastardly thing the Democrats have been getting away with and skating scot-free for the last couple of years. This is what needs to happen, because this never should be happening again to any administration, because this right here is a blueprint that's going to happen again and again and again, unless the Senate does the right thing and checks the House for making this happen.
0: My fear is McConnell will not allow that to happen. You want about a quarter? (laughs)
3: well you know what this is the one thing because there's a lot of people that are actually tuning into politics for the first time in their lives i'm in that group i started following politics after president trump got elected i wanted to understand how this happened and i think what needs to happen is that you know, voices like yours, which I always appreciate, voices like, let's say, Bongino or Shapiro, how powerful would it be, Mark, if you did, a le- let's say, for example, a televised Life, Liberty & Levin with the president and the best spokespeople he has, and one by one, systematically, do what you do on your show, which I watch every Sunday, and dismantle and edu- dismantle every single Democrat talking point and also expose the left for what it is. You know, you'd be having the most powerful platform that there is and also the president can also essentially give the american people a presidential. I, I, it briefing.
0: doesn't work that way in broadcasting <clears throat> i'm just telling you how it works i'm not part of the rnc i'm not part of the official wing i do it my way but i can't i can't turn it into a presidential broadcast with all his advisors coming on every week and something like that and, and fox wouldn't permit that anyway
3: ah uh, well one could wish
0: yeah, but it it, it it would actually would come off bad. But uh, I have ways of doing what I do, and I do them the best I can. All right, buddy. Thanks for your call, Larry. Who would you call? Columbus, Ohio. XM Satellite as a witness.
6: I'd call Adam Schiff. Schiffy yeah. Schiff.
0: Okay. Why?
6: Well, first of all, he claimed he knows Russian collusion existed. That he had evidence. This it?
0: trial's not about Russian collusion. It's about the Ukraine stuff.
6: I know, but he also claimed that as well. And now he claims that he doesn't know who the whistleblower is either.
0: Now, but what would you ask him? Well, first of all, I'd ask him, uh, did the?" Let me help you out. When did you first learn the name of the whistleblower? Which one of your staff members brought that information to you? Um, When did you actually get the so-called complaint? Uh, When did your office uh, advise this so-called whistleblower to get lawyers? When did your office give this whistleblower, presumably guidance on to use the whistleblower statute? With whom did you talk, Adam? Did you talk to Nancy Pelosi? Any other Democrats? Remember, you're under oath, penalty of perjury. That's how you would do it.
6: Did he talk
0: to claims. You
3: know,
6: he's claiming that he doesn't know who the whistleblower is, but... Vindman knows an awful
0: lot and to a lot Well, why would I ask him if he talked to Vindman, if I can find out that he knows who the whistleblower is and, and ask him who he spoke to? Maybe the
6: whistleblower
5: is all smokescreen.
0: Thanks for your call, sir. No, he's not. It's Eric, uh, what is it again, Mr. Producer? Eric Charamella. Does anyone listen to the show? It's Eric Charamella. It's not smokescreen. So who it is. Why would I assume it's Vindman? The issue with Vindman is whether he leaked to this guy and violated any federal law as well as any uh, military rule. Uh, you can't have a rat, and I don't know that he is a rat, but you can't have a rat serving the President of the United States. Again, I don't know that he is, but I'd like to know what he is. Uh, he's still over there, as far as I know. I don't know. But anybody that the Democrats build up, you know, like they're, uh, uh, like they're the Messiah, I the Messiah. Uh, know. He got to raise questions about him. And he was about, I think, to give up a name, but uh, he was stopped. Joe, Pensacola, Florida, XM Satellite. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Mark. Great to talk to you. Thank you. How about calling the whistleblower's attorney? Well, you He's won't be able to get the whistleblower's attorney because of attorney-client privilege.
7: Well, he still doesn't have to say who the client is. But he's already said there's a coup, let's start the impeachment, let's start the coup.
0: I see. So you're saying, I like this, you're saying you don't have to question him about his client, question him about him.
2: Exactly. I like
0: exactly. that. Okay. Yep. Very good, Joe. Thank you. I agree with you. Let's continue. Mark, Las Vegas, Nevada, the great on KW, K-D-W-N, go. Go.
8: Thank you. This is why the impeachment
5: started. The favor President Trump wanted was an investigation into CrowdStrike. So Debbie Wasserman Schultz...
0: All right, let's slow down. Through. He mentioned CrowdStrike, but really he mentioned 2016 more broadly.
5: Right. So Debbie Wasserman Schultz needs to go before the Senate and explain the DNC's involvement in the Ukraine.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that'll happen, but that's an interesting idea. Thank you, sir. And, folks, you want witnesses that are actually going to help you persuade the American people how bad, you know, this, this impeachment process in the House was as far as I'm concerned. Let's go to Rod, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, listening on the great WABC that has a massive 50,000-watt flamethrower reach. Yes, how may I help you?
2: Yeah, I'm on 78, and I got the signal loud and clear. I would call uh, Schiff's executive assistant or whoever runs his office Hmm. and subpoena his or her records. Nobody knows more than the right-hand person in the office about who he spoke to uh, and everything that went on in the office. I
0: I think this is a good idea, but how much you want to bet that the Senate Republicans are going to treat this like a country club and they're not going to do anything of that kind to Schiff? How much you want to bet? Uh, I'm not and gonna you, you, you want to know why? Because Go these ahead. bastards leak too, and they don't want <laughs> oh, it done I? to them. I'm quite, on, I'm being quite honest about it.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I'm not going to bet that quarter that you bet the other guy before. So,
0: all right, brother. Thank you for your call, David, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Sirius Satellite. How are you?
2: Wonderful, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Uh, and I love the work you do. You bring clarity and reality to the radio. Uh, I would bring Joe Biden, and very simply, based on this argument that uh, you've heard from Nancy Pelosi, that no one is above the law, mm-hmm. and that's how she's justified taking this action against President Trump. We have Joe. Do you Biden think that
0: on- can backfire on the uh, Republicans? That the Democrats or independents and some Republicans will think that un- that unfair? And do you think even Lindsey Graham, who's all talk, very little action, you think he would agree to that? Or Romney? Or the, you know, there's fifty-three of them. So if they lose three, they can't get anything done. I don't see Susan Collins, Romney and uh, Murkowski, those those three, among others, agreeing to do uh, Biden. That's just me.
2: I I think the American people would would if you play the videotape of him claiming and boasting about having the prosecutor fired in Ukraine and withholding a billion dollars as a threat. I'm
0: not arguing he shouldn't be the witness. I'm saying he won't be a witness.
2: But no one's above the law. He was vice
0: president. Thanks for your call. I don't know what else to say, Mr. Producer. I know no one's above the... I know the argument. I agree with you. I'm telling you they're not going to bring Joe Biden in front of the Senate because there's too many weaklings in there. Am I wrong? No, I'm not wrong. We just had Lindsey Graham announced today, Mr. Tough Guy... Uh, that they're not going to entertain a motion to dismiss. They'll go ahead and have a trial. That means somebody went into the White House and persuaded the White House counsel and the president that the best way to go through this is with a trial. And you know why they did that? Because McConnell and the boys don't have the the walnuts uh, to fight it. That is, to fight on a dismissal. That's the truth. They don't want to do it. They're very weak. I'll be right back. It's been reported that Americans are overpaying on car insurance by over $21 billion. But searching for a better deal can take hours and typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam calls. Until now, thanks to the Zebra.com. free you can save up to six hundred and seventy dollars a year using the zebra.com whatever your economic situation the zebra is committed to helping you save how much can you save on car and home insurance go today and start saving at the zebra.com slash levin that's the slash levin spelled t-h-e-z-e-b-r-a.com slash l-e-v-i-n You know, my printer's still broken, so I have to have two sets of in, three sets of information on two devices. It gets tough. But I do it live and national. Live and national. You know, socialism by another name is still socialism. Like Bernie Sanders calling his massive health care plan Medicare for All, When it's not Medicare at all, and doesn't work like Medicare, and destroys Medicare, and destroys all private health care. That's what commies do. And then there are guys like Chuck Grassley. Slow on the uptake, And who, who don't embrace liberty, but pretend they do. Mr. Ethanol. Here's Senator Chuck Grassley trying to do the same by calling his socialist price controls by another name. Now, last week I told you how the grassley widened drug pricing bill ran into opposition among free-market center Republicans. Free-market Republicans are objecting to the socialist price controls in the bill called inflationary caps that would allow the government to set prices on your drugs. But instead of removing price controls from the bill... Grassley wants to instead file an update to the bill, simply changing inflationary caps to subsidy caps. Ooh. In other words, to be more deceptive. But giving price controls a new name does not change the fact that the Grassley-Wyden bill still threatens access to the prescription drugs seniors count on and the rest of us. It will destroy the investments needed to fund the research for the next generation of drug treatments. And Senator Grassley can put new, new lipstick on a pig, as they say, but it's still a pig. Let me try it differently. You can put lipstick on a socialist, but it's still a socialist. Right, Mr. Producer? Maybe a transitioning socialist, but nonetheless. Get the facts. Go to truehealthcarefacts.com, truehealthcarefacts.com, truehealthcarefacts.com. <clears throat> Just a few minutes, I want to mention something. I want to mention someone. When I went into the Reagan administration, I was a very young man. I was 23 years old. I'd gotten out of law school. I spent a few months at Texas Instruments, but I wanted to work for Ronald Reagan. I had campaigned for him, and that's what I did. And the first thing I did is I went into a little agency called the Action Agency. It doesn't exist anymore. The administrator's name was Tom Pawkin, a great patriot, Vietnam War vet, conservative. And uh, another gentleman among many wonderful patriots who wound up over there under the Peace Corps, which became, was part of action but broke away, I've known since 1976 when we both worked in the Reagan primary campaigns in Pennsylvania. And his name, Rick Abel, A-B-E-L-L. When Rick Abel was in college, he was a Marxist. Then he went into the Peace Corps many years ago and he saw, well, Marxism doesn't work. He became a rock-ribbed patriotic conservative. Nobody more patriotic. And he enlisted and went into the Vietnam War and was severely wounded. Many, many operations. And also suffered from age orange. And that Agent Orange would stick with him the rest of his life. He would have these, these little cancerous spots that the dermatologist would constantly have to cut out of his body. Well, it appears they didn't get all of them. Rick A. Bell was a Reaganite, a Vietnam vet, decorated Vietnam vet, combat wounded. Great patriot, served in the Reagan administration, wonderful family. When I was a young pup, I would go to his house frequently for dinner. He and his beautiful wife, Lucia, and their kids, Christian and Rachel. Very, very classy. Did a lot of reading. A lot of reading. But he was also the kind of guy you could really talk to, like he would find no redemption in this Lieutenant Colonel Vinman. He would be disgusted by him, quite frankly. And he battled, he battled college Republicans, young Americans for freedom, all that stuff. He battled in Republican primaries for conservatives like I did. We worked very, very closely together in the Reagan administration. I remember one day, as I've told you, coming across boxes and boxes of boxes of books. I didn't even know who Solinsky was until I read Rules for Radicals. And these books were being shipped out to the inner cities of America through Vista. They were being shipped out overseas through the Peace Corps. And uh, we were fighting the new left. <clears throat> he was one of the great leaders in that battle. So I got an email from him last Thursday. I hadn't talked to him in a long time. He said, I've known you for 43 years 76 Reagan, Reagan administration, and thereafter. He said, I want you to know that cancer is racking my body, my liver, my lungs. I can't walk anymore, don't breathe very well, need assistance to breathe. So I visited him on Saturday He and his beautiful family And he was in his lazy boy chair And that's where he had to sleep And he had oxygen And his legs were all swollen up He'd had chemo He was on this Immunization treatment That's relatively new That my father was on But it didn't do him any good Well apparently it didn't do Rick any good either one less great patriot in this country as he passed away this morning. And I want to salute him. Most of you have never heard of him, but he was a great patriot, whether in Vietnam, whether in the Reagan administration, whatever he did. And he will be missed very, very deeply. I'll be right back.
3: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
1: He's here. He's here.
0: Okay, folks, I want you to listen to some of these. Uh, We're pulling them up now. Benjamin Netanyahu. Before I get to Benjamin Netanyahu, and it's very, very important that I do, because already the media there leading with the Jerusalem Post, which has moved much more left. He should resign, you know, for the good of the country. Yes, he should resign for the good of the country. Uh listen to this montage on impeachment February 2017 to December 2018 go
5: Breaking news, a bombshell. Today is a turning point. Today was historically bad for President Trump. Today was a, a turning point.
4: A turning point. We're at a turning point here.
5: The beginning of the end for the Trump presidency. We
4: have another bombshell.
5: Mike Pence
3: might have to assume the office of the presidency. Rumblings of the word impeachment. Breaking news. Another bombshell out of the White House. I believe this is the beginning of the end.
6: I do so. too. It's really the beginning
3: of the end. He may be feeling the walls closing in on him. All
5: the walls closing in on him. The walls closing in. In on him.
2: Breaking news, a new bombshell. One astrologer says this means the beginning of the end for President Donald Trump. Trump will resign. Trump is going to resign.
4: Is this the tipping point? I know we've said it over and over. You
1: think this is a tipping
4: point? And over and over. This
5: is a tipping point.
4: And over and over. Breaking news, President Trump off the rails. It
5: was the beginning of the end today. The beginning of the end. Breaking news tonight, new bombshell. This is the beginning, not the end. The beginning of the end. The walls are closing closing in. The walls closing in. The
4: walls closing in.
5: Breaking overnight bombshell. This is a very dramatic day, and I think it might be near a tipping point. Do you think this is a tipping point? December 1st, 2017, you can mark it down. This is the day that everything changed. The beginning of the end. Beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. We begin tonight with a bombshell. Donald Trump is in a lot of trouble. Trump is in
3: trouble. The The president will resign.
4: Another hour, another bombshell. This is a tipping point. Trump's going
8: down. This president
3: could be impeached. Resignation.
2: Resignation. I don't think this president
8: is going to serve. Out his term. Mr. Trump will not serve out his term. He will not serve out his term. No way, no how. Breaking news. Absolute bomb. Donald Trump is not. He's done. <laughs> and
5: it's over. It's over. The wall's closing in. The wall's closing in. This is going to be the Achilles' heel. Breaking news tonight. I expect Trump to depart. This week will be the watershed week. Trump, Trump is in big trouble. Trump's in a lot of trouble. It's the sign of a terrified old man who feels the walls, wall's
0: closing in. The wall's
4: are increasingly closing in on him. Tonight the wall's are closing in. Today change everything. This is the beginning of the end. Today, the biggest tipping point. All right,
0: enough. Those are all individual ones. We're not replaying anything. That's from February 2017 to September 2018. Is that news, ladies and gentlemen, or is that propaganda? It's propaganda. And the media are very excited about what they feel they've created here. And I've said many times, and I've written about it, The Democrat Party media lead the Democrat Party. That's what they're doing. Meanwhile, during the debate last night, you may have missed it, most people did, and why not? The MSLSD debate moderators challenged the Democrats from the left and urged them to attack Republicans. As Grabian pulled this montage together, cut 16, go.
4: You have said already that you've seen enough to convict the president and remove him from office. Will you try to convince your Republican colleagues in the Senate to vote the same way? How central should the president's conduct uncovered by the impeachment inquiry be to a Democratic nominee's campaign? How central would it be to yours? After the bombshell testimony of Ambassador Sondland today, has that view changed for you? How central should the president's conduct uncovered by this impeachment inquiry be to any Democratic nominees campaign for president. How central would it be to yours? Ray recently told Congress, quote, the majority of the domestic terrorism cases that we've investigated are motivated by white supremacist violence. Congresswoman Gabbard, to you, as president, would you direct the federal government to do something about this problem that it is not currently doing? Vice President Biden, you've suggested in your campaign that if you defeat President Trump, Republicans will start working with Democrats again. But right now republicans in congress including some of whom you've worked with for decades are demanding investigations not only of you but also of your son. The Me Too movement has forced a cultural reckoning around the issue of sexual violence and harassment against women in America. Are there specific actions that you would take early in your administration to address this problem? The Republican Party never stopped fighting President Obama in his eight years in office. So what would you do that President Obama didn't do to change that? Right now, Roe versus Wade protects a woman's right to abortion nationwide. But if Roe gets overturned and abortion access disappears in some states, would you intervene as president to try to bring that access back? Governor Don Bel Edwards in Louisiana is an anti-abortion governor who has signed abortion restrictions in Louisiana. Is there room for him in the Democratic Party with those politics? Would you support a potential criminal investigation into President Trump after he leaves office, even if you thought it might further inflame the country's divisions?
0: Wow. And of course, the MSLSD anchors and hosts and so forth will never be criticized as leftists. Never criticized as leftists. But nonetheless, fascism and tyranny was on display whenever you have Bernie Sanders at a debate. And his true Marxist attitude revealed itself. Cut 20, go. Go.
5: What the scientists are telling us, we don't get our act together within the next eight or nine years. We're talking about cities all over the world, major cities going underwater. We're talking about increased drought, talking about increased extreme weather disturbances. The United Nations is telling us that in the years to come, there are going to be hundreds of millions of climate refugees causing national security issues all over the world. What we have got to do tonight, and I will do as president, is to tell the fossil fuel industry that their short-term profits are not more important than the future of this planet. And by the way, the fossil fuel industry is probably criminally liable because they have lied and lied and lied. When they had the evidence that their carbon...
0: So in other words, if you disagree with Bernie Sanders' ideology, you should be prosecuted and thrown in prison. That's very Maoist, Stalinist, Castro-like of him, isn't it? Every now and then, Bernie Sanders shows him true self. Nobody followed up on that because nobody cares. They think he's just an old red and an old fool, but he should have really been dealt with in this regard in my view let's uh, i'm not going to do all of this uh but let us do uh, let us take tulsi gabbard just because she seems to be uh, a one-off a little off too but a one-off when it comes to these democrat candidates cut 18 go
4: That Our Democratic Party, unfortunately, is not the party that is of, by, and for the people. It is a party that has been and continues to be influenced by the foreign policy establishment in Washington, represented by Hillary Clinton and others' foreign policy, by the military-industrial complex and other greedy corporate interests.
0: Yes, those greedy corporations, unlike government that's never greedy. Unlike recipients of government largesse who are never greedy. Unlike politicians, trial lawyers, never greedy. Chuck Todd on MSNBC, none of this matters to him. He really desperately wants to rid the country of Donald Trump. Because Chuck Todd is such a a force mover, a power mover. And his wife's probably telling him to do it since she's a left-wing, hack Democrat. Cut 14, go.
4: Look, I think this underscores the challenge Democrats have after today. All of this testimony has built this very damning case.
7: At the same time, there's more...
0: What what very damning case, you idiot? Do you have to regurgitate everything Adam Schiff says? You're supposed to be a journalist. This is the weakest conga line of hand-picked witnesses I've ever seen. No smoking gun overwhelmingly hearsay, what you had here is basically a small cabal of State Department and NSC bureaucrats who didn't like Trump or his policies. Yet every single one of them testified the president did not bribe anyone or commit an impeachable event. Right? Not a single one of them could or did accuse the president of criminality. And only a single one of them had directly spoken with or met with the president on the issues that are being discussed. But the information you see later, the evidence is overwhelming. What evidence is overwhelming? Go ahead. some trails to follow. And there's more investigating to do. And I think it is, they're going to
4: probably, I think they have enough information... Do you bring Volcker back? Do you bring
7: Sondland back? Well, that you goes to the question I was trying to ask things. you
4: before we started, which is and the calendar calendar versus I the political See, you, ladies oh, yeah. and gentlemen,
0: they're very excited right now. Their pores are wide open. They're sweating like, uh, like athletes when, in fact, they're nerds. They're very, uh, they're very worked up, very, very excited. They, they've been pushing impeachment since before the president was elected president. And they, are, they want you to think, and maybe in some ways they're right, that they have enormous power. This is Jeff Motherzucker who's been pushing impeachment. Andrew Lack, he's been pushing impeachment. New York Slimes, Washington Compost pushing impeachment. It's true. I'll be right back. love in. Let's take a caller, Mr. Producer. To whom shall I speak? In Florida, Martha, on the Levin app. How are you? Hey, Mark. I'm
6: good. How are you, Mark?
0: Okay. Mark, you wanted to know
6: who should testify and who should be subpoenaed? I think Barack Hussein Obama is the person that started this.
0: And you think as a practical matter the Senate Republicans would do that?
6: I think they should. I don't know if they would. but no, I. No, they're I not going to do that.
0: I'm trying to figure out as a practical matter, if you're, say, the lawyers for the Republicans, who would you recommend? Not who in your wildest fantasies you'd like, but who would you recommend who is actually going to be potentially a witness?
6: I would definitely, potentially, ship. I really think that he needs to be questioned. I
0: agree with you, and they really ought to fight to get him. And the Democrats will go nuts, but so what? And also, Hunter Biden, for sure. And, of course, the so-called whistleblower. And as they get more information, the people who he spoke to, if uh, if this guy, Lieutenant Colonel Mr. Vinman, spoke to him, then he needs to come back for a little visit. And we need to better understand the uh, uh, his idea of a line of command.
6: Absolutely. He def- definitely looked guilty as hell. And not to mention, he was not allowed to name that other person. And it, it's just obvious. The whole thing is obvious. And you know what, Mark? To me, this is not just... This is not uh, This is not po- politicians. To me, there's a mafia behind this. And as far as I'm concerned...
0: The mafia is called the Democrat Party.
6: Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh-huh. They're probably worse than the ma- mafia, if you ask me. But, yeah, Mark, I, I look forward to... to listening to you every day you're my fix at six o'clock you're on thank you and 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 like your wife works out to listening to your program i do the same even if i heard you the night before in the morning it's my therapy so i thank thank you you for everything you do for america and we love you me and my husband love you
0: don't hang up we're going to send you a signed copy of unfreedom of the press and remember you can always hear me on my podcast uh, you can get the podcast by going to our homepage uh, at marklevinshow.com uh, and take us with you if we're preempted for some insane reason or tape delayed or your schedule's busy and you want to listen later. Don't hang up. Thank you very, very much. All right, let's see. Uh, this, this is how the media work. So this guy I Heard, who's sort of a squish Republican. And we have uh, Yahoo News, which gets worse and worse by the second. Republican decries Trump's misguided foreign policy on Ukraine. Now, what Will Heard did is he disagreed strongly with the content of the call, but said this does not rise to the level of impeachable offense. And yet that's the headline they give it. That's the headline they give it, right, Mr. Producer? Let's go over to uh, one of our friends. Let me see what's going on over the Drudge Report. See what headlines he's using tonight, and hold on one second. Let's see what we got there. Hold on, I'm coming, I'm coming. There we go. Oy vey. that's actually a very clever one with Netanyahu. And then on the left top, bunch of links to the Democrats and their campaign. Good enough. I could be wrong. I'm moving quickly. I don't see any Trump bashing on here right now. Do you, Mr. Producer? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure that'll come. I just don't don't see it right now. After the bottom of the hour, I want to talk about what the police and the prosecutor did. And the police in Israel are quite different than our police. So law enforcement in this country, don't be offended by what I'm going to say. But they're extremely liberal, extremely partisan, and extremely corrupt intellectually. And the Attorney General didn't have the guts to push back. They have an awful, awful system over there, whether it's their parliamentary system, which is much like Italy's, and their uh, legal system, and they've indicted the Prime Minister of Israel for essentially making deals for positive press or not negative press, which is what every politician does, and what I've said on the air here before, you'd need to take a crime tape and wrap it around the Knesset. But the members of the Knesset would never have that apply to them, only to Netanyahu. And of course, just like in our country, the liberal media jump in and demand that Netanyahu resign. Here's a man that's been prime minister, I think, off and on for nine years, who has protected this country, built up their economy, built up their military, who has worked with President Trump. They have this outstanding relationship. And he and Trump and their envoys and so forth, the result has been the recognition of Jerusalem, As Israel's capital, the movement of our embassy to Jerusalem, the recognition that Israel has sovereignty over the Golan Heights and so many more things. and The people can't seem to get their act together to vote him in, to re-elect him. And the bureaucracy there hates him, just like the bureaucracy in our country hates Trump. There's a parallel. There's a parallel. They hate Netanyahu and they hate Trump. The difference is... There is no Fox News type broadcast in Hebrew in Israel. And there is no conservative talk radio in Israel. It's all liberal media. And if you think the media here are bad, the media there are even worse. And let me tell you one other thing. The leftists in that country, you would think otherwise? You'd think they pulled together and so forth? No. They're just as conniving, sinister, and dishonest as the leftists are in our own country. There's a zillion Adam Schiff types over there. Left-wing kooks. I'm quite serious. But the Democrat Party is now the Congressman Waters Party. She's been pushing for impeachment from day one. It's not the AAH party. It's the Congressman Waters Party. Congratulations, Democrats all over the country. I'll be right back.
1: Going gets tough. A tough get. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877 381
0: The Maryland Attorney General says Trump's excessive gouting, uh, golfing outings uh, violated the Emoluments Clause. See, this is endless. We damn well better be doing this to the next Democrat president. Endless subpoenas. Endless states' attorneys general and district attorneys. Filing lawsuits. We better damn well do this. Going after the children and the spouse. Because it won't end otherwise. I'm telling you the truth. It won't end otherwise. we got to put our foot down. Jerusalem Post. More and more a liberal outlet, quite frankly. By Yaakov Katz. Netanyahu, it's time to step down comment. I think this was like within two hours after the Attorney General announced his indictments. I'm surprised it wasn't like within 13 minutes. The harsh and severe indictment filed against Netanyahu came while he is still serving as Prime Minister. This is an unhealthy situation, one that is bad for the government, he writes. So basically, Netanyahu should step down and give in to the abuses of power by these, this police department that, that recommends charges and the bureaucrats who work for the Attorney General. Now, we in America, we've been through enough of this, so we know what's going on here. In 2008, the police were closing in, writes Katz, on Ehud Omar. He's a former uh, Prime Minister of Israel. Say what you want about him. He brought shame to Israel or he was corrupt, makes no difference. He understood already then that he couldn't continue as prime minister. That is why on July 30, 2008, he announced his resignation. And in March 2009, following an election in which he didn't run, he was replaced by Benjamin Netanyahu. It's because he was a crook. But Netanyahu is not. Omar's decision was not easy, but he understood that he could not remain in office as it goes on. Netanyahu is a different matter. The harsh and severe indictment filed against him on Thursday night came while he is still serving as prime minister. This is an unhealthy situation, one that is bad for the government, bad for Netanyahu, bad for the state of Israel. Then why did the Attorney General do it? Well, that question will never be asked. He has every right to fight for his innocence, and he should. In a democracy, every person is innocent until proven guilty. But the nation needs to come first. Well, who's... Deciding what the nation needs first, cats or Netanyahu. And I might add, this is the wisdom we have in our country with our Department of Justice. You can't indict a sitting president. This is is what you get. The politicization of the police department and the media has no problem with it. He says, I know about basic law, government, which clearly states that a prime minister is allowed to remain in office even after he or she is indicted, and only needs to step down once a final verdict is handed down. Not a verdict in the first count that hears the case, but in the appeal or the appeal on the appeal, basically in a long time. But let's be honest, he writes. As talented as Netanyahu is, he can't go to court in the morning and fight for his freedom and then come back to the office in the afternoon to convene the security cabinet and approve airstrikes against Iranian targets in Syria. Another reason why it's wise that we don't allow this as a matter of practice. But Netanyahu shouldn't resign, he should continue to fight as long as he can, as long as he can keep the Likud party behind him because the process is what's poison and cancerous. You heard Dershowitz in the first hour that this is a horrific set of charges they've brought against the Prime Minister. That a politician is not allowed to seek favor with the media. I guess the liberals will call it a quid pro quo. Well, you know what they call it in Israel? Bribery. Which is what they'd like to call it in America. Then he goes on, Then th- uh, there is the damage this will cause Israel's moral fabric. Saying in office, as Netanyahu on Thursday night indicated he will do, will eat away at Israel's moral character from the inside. No, it won't. If he resigns, it might, because of the corrupt police activity there. Speaking from the Prime Minister's residence in Jerusalem on Thursday night, Netanyahu had no remorse. Well, why should he? He feels he's innocent, and these charges are absurd. He blamed the attorney general, the police, the media, and everyone but himself. He was the victim who did nothing wrong. You know, those do exist. Victims. He accused the justice system of trying to overthrow him, and he's right, of coercing witnesses to lie and to fabricate evidence. He's right. When he was on Life, Liberty, and Levin, I believe he was my, one of my earlier guests, he indicated that they were pressuring people who used to work for him to turn states' evidence against him. Otherwise, they throw the book at them. Katz doesn't mention that. This is dangerous talk, he says. Does Netanyahu really want people taking to the streets? Does he want a civil war? So you see, ladies and gentlemen, the Prime Minister should just accept the faith that the police and the prosecutors have for him and the media that hates his guts and almost never supports him. His political enemies... Well, outside the Likud and inside Likud, just do the whole country a favor and go away. Same damn thing they did to Churchill in Britain after World War II. It's disgusting. They didn't indict him, but they pushed him out because he didn't support, among other things, National Health Service, not strongly enough, even though he supported it ultimately. But you see, if he doesn't leave, according to Katz, Does he want a situation that prosecutors are attacked by angry mobs or policemen are cursed when patrolling our neighborhoods? What? Netanyahu made clear that he's holding on to his seat and will fight tooth and nail until the end. This is wrong. The country has to come first. Look, this is what they pull on Trump. He's fighting tooth and nail not just for himself but for the office of Prime Minister and for freedom of the press. It's exactly the same thing that the president is fighting for in ways, the office of the presidency. That's what they're both fighting for, their offices, for themselves, and to protect them for others. Otherwise, you might, you might as well surrender them to the left. Trump has not done anything. Netanyahu has not done anything. You know, Two of the greatest leaders in the world, of two of the greatest countries in the world, are going to be brought back down by the same elements. The left, the power-hungry left that is married to the government that it creates, the bureaucracy. It's a disgusting disgrace. Well, Mark, uh, you know, do uh, you think everybody's in it? No, I don't. I think innocent people are innocent. Perfectly legitimate. I think innocent people are innocent. Let's take a call, Mr. Producer. To whom shall I speak? Ed in North Carolina on the Mark Levin app. Go! Mark, yes, sir. I
7: want to tell you, first of all, I love you. Thank and you. And you are the, um, the metaphoric uh, image of Reagan's shining wow. city on a hill. You're the mental constitutional version of that.
0: Well, you're very kind, sir. Thank you.
7: And I want to say what they're doing to Benjamin Netanyahu is disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing we have over here with the left. And it would be an outrage to get rid of Benjamin Netanyahu. It would be the, the end of Israel because he is, uh, he is the Trump of Israel. There's
0: no doubt about it. You know, they have been going after him for years. Obama went after him. They've been trying to take him out for years and years and years. The leftists in Israel. You also have these left-wing NGOs, these left-wing think tanks. Really hardcore leftists. Happen to no one. Happen wow. to no one who's out there. They, they they use the word Israel in their name or Jerusalem in their name. Uh, but they hate Netanyahu. Like you see the hate in this country for Trump or before Trump, you saw the hate for Reagan, which was deep, but nothing like you see for Trump. It's disgusting.
7: It, 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 it's sickening, and these people are going to set off a civil war in this country, but I just want to say to you that, on a personal note, you have literally changed the way I look at life in general, the way I analyze things and think logically. I used to be one of these strong, you know, it's all about the R republican and at the end of the day now, it's like... I'm able to analyze both sides. I mean, the left is disgusting. They've, mm-hmm. They're in the tank for whatever agenda they have. They're the enemy of the state, just like the media. But I just want to let you know that I have unfreedom of the press. I bought four copies. Wow. I gave them to my interns. Um, and you are the man. I grew up in the Bronx, New York, in New York City. I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina because of a job opportunity, and I wanted to be free. Get out of the communist New York City. And um, I've listened to you ever since, since 2010. Yeah. And you are the man, as we say in the Bronx.
0: Well, my brother, I appreciate it very, very much. And really, New York City is where I got my start. Most people work their way up to New York City. I'm enormously blessed. That is where I got my start in radio, New York City. That's pretty amazing, really. Sundays, but nonetheless... If you've been thinking about your home security, there's no better time to get it than right this minute. This week, Simply Safe is offering you, my listeners, their best deal of the year. You'll get 25% off any new system, plus a free HD security camera. Now, you hear me sing the praises of Simply Safe Home Security on the show every week. It's the best home security, period. And with Simply Safe, you'll get everything you need to keep your home si- safe. Entry sensors, motion sensors, a smart lock, video doorbells, security cameras. Plus, Safe offers 24-7 professional monitoring with police dispatch that's three and a half times faster. I know Safe founder Chad, and I've known him for many years. He's terrific. Safe is the home security we trust. So if you've been waiting or if you're on the fence about getting a security system, don't wait anymore. Go to simplysafemark.com to get 25% off your system. 25% plus a free security camera. That's pretty damn good. This is the best deal you'll ever find on home security. Order now to get this exclusive offer 25% off and a free security camera at simplysafemark.com. Simplysafemark.com. Don't forget. 9:30 p.m. Eastern in about 45 minutes 6:30 p.m. Pacific I will be on Fox with Sean Hannity. We'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: I want to talk to you about an organization that's doing important work on college campuses across the nation. Only 7 years Charlie Kirk, who's a terrific superstar, really is, and his team at Turning Point USA have created a conservative grassroots force organizing and training students at nearly 1,500 colleges and over a quarter million students. Part of that work includes getting students out to vote in this election and beyond. Folks, I love Turning Point because they're making a real difference. And with your support, they're trained up an army of conservatives to take the fight to campus radicals everywhere. Now, they're playing offense, not defense, and that's why it works. That's why I'm urging you to support Turning Point to get our college campuses back. But they need your support to ensure conservative values are represented on every college campus in America. And when you do support them, by the way, your gift will be matched thanks to the generosity of several donors. So please consider supporting Turning Point which is working tirelessly on college campuses to preserve the belief in limited government freedom and free markets to the next generation of conservatives please go right now to turningpoint.com turn that's not right mark for turningpoint.com mark for turningpoint.com as i read the small font off the screen and give your support it'll be doubled that's what it's important doubled through mid december That's markforturningpoint.com, markforturningpoint.com. Let's see who we have here, Mr. Producer. By the way, the president wants a trial, according to one of his press people. And he wants, even though I dismissed it, I don't think the Senate will do it, one of the callers, but he wants Joe Biden to testify. He wants to get to the bottom of this. And, of course, the so-called whistleblower. And, of course, others... Adam Schiff, he would like. Adam Schiff. John, Fort Worth, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. Mark, you're a national treasure. No, hey, thank you, sir.
2: It's hard to believe, you know, after watching for three years what's been going down with President Trump, it is really hard for me to believe that this is happening in a vacuum with uh, Netanyahu in Israel. It's just...
0: The left is having, a, uh, is having a hell of a time, aren't they?
2: They are, and, you know, it has to do with the press,
5: and I, it's hard for me not to believe that the Democrat Party press is not involved in this
0: somehow. Look, the press, if we don't have a really true free press, not a perfect press, but a truly free press, this is what we get. Now we have a growing tyranny within the Democrat Party. The press has celebrated this and has become its leadership, really, you see the same thing in Israel right now and these other free societies. I mean, the idea that, uh, that they're trying to take down Trump and Netanyahu is in grave danger right now. Not because of the Iranians, not because of Hamas, not because of Islamic Jihad or ISIS or the rest. He's in grave danger right now because of the leftists in his own country. And let me tell you who's cheering over there in the Middle East. The Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran, the nut who controls Syria. And all those terrorist groups I just mentioned. Hezbollah among them. They are thrilled. Let me tell you who's cheering about the possibility of taking out Trump. Communist China. Fascist Russia. And all the other fascist communist regimes around the world. Who think they can bide their time now. Ukraine in modern times hasn't had a better friend. They certainly don't want Obama. They certainly don't want John Kerry. They abandoned them with the uh, Russians invaded Ukraine. Trump's given them more money than in three years than Obama gave them in eight years for offensive military weaponry. So this is a whole sham. It's a joke. Anyway, John, thanks, buddy. Take care of yourself. Quickly, Bruce, Casper, Wyoming, the great KVOC, go. Hi, it's a
8: pleasure. I was just thinking of uh, two potential witnesses uh, to the uh, Senate trial, and one would be my newly found constitutional liberal hero, Alan Dershowitz, and the other would be you, as really? representing the alternative, the constitutional conservative. So you'd, you'd give them a double whammy from two different perspectives, one liberal, one conservative, to educate the jury as to the gravity and the enormity of the ruination of the Constitution as uh,
0: but you know what's interesting, Bruce? Yeah. Dershowitz will be more warmly embraced by the Republicans than me. Right. Because right. I call him out and he does not. I'm just being honest.
8: I, I, I fully understand that, but I, think, I still think getting it uh, from both sides of how dangerous this is for the Constitution. Uh, they well, listen, re-
0: it's an interesting point. I'm not wholly opposed to it. But uh, we'll see how this thing moves. But I want to thank you. How's it going in Casper, Wyoming? Uh, a little chilly?
8: Yeah, it's a little cold. <clears throat> a little snow, not too much.
0: How are the buffalo roaming?
8: Oh, uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I,
0: <laughs> I'm just messing with you. All right, no. Bruce. God bless you, my friend. I'll tell you, I've always wanted to be on our KVOC in Casper, I'm quite serious. I love that area. I haven't been there. I love looking at it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. 30 minutes from now, please join us. 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. I will be on Hannity. I'm rushing from the bunker over to the Reagan studio right now. See you then. God bless.
3: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.